Hello, and welcome to the I'm So Tired podcast, episode three. This is the podcast where we are so incredibly tired and try to fight our depression by talking about random pop culture bullshit on the internet for your and our own entertainment. Uh, joining me, I'm Hugo, and joining me this week, as usual, is my good friend Islam. How are you doing, man? I'm so tired, man. I'm so fucking tired. I can't, I can't take it anymore. I'm so tired. <laughs> We're just done. Just done. Yeah. It's yeah. episode three, and I'm, really, oh, I'm so tired. I, I oh god yeah this is this is already already so much work um <laughs> oh god i choke on my what have coffee you been up to? <laughs> great great that's a good start that's a good start um uh what have you been up to this week because we this haven't week. spoken in a while uh, no, at, least, at least yeah this week i've been playing uh, i actually started playing disco elysium and without spoiling huh. too much today my character just had a heart attack and died and the game just threw me out to the main menu so that was uh, i guess i beat the game but what? But by a mistake, that's the, like that's that was the end the, of your playthrough. That was the end of my playthrough. He got a heart attack because I forgot to take medicine. Wow. I think or something. I'm not sure what happened. It was just like, yeah, he died, and and then it's like a newspaper article where people <laughs> say, yeah, we all knew he was an alcoholic. I was like, I didn't even drink alcohol in this playthrough. What happened? <laughs> like, I'm not sure what happened, but I'm gonna go back to a previous save file and continue and see, and see if I can continue. That's, even that's cool. Yeah, I'm having yeah, lots I came. Of- that game sounds insane. It is, and it has like a lot, uh, lots of like little features I haven't seen in other games. Like the way time moves in the game is actually very fascinating, because it seems like mm. uh, whenever you use, uh, like whenever you have a conversation, for example, right, the game chooses mm. to have the conversation in, uh, like in real time. So that means like. Every conversation is like five oh. minutes. So it adds to the clock. Like, oh, now five minutes have passed. And it seems like things change depending on the time, who's out, who's not, and whatnot. So there's like one mission where like you have to come back at six o'clock to meet with the dock workers, for example. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. fun. And I'm not too deep into it. Like, uh, I, I want to play some more. I haven't played enough. But what I've played very good very weird is what i would say so far it's apparently from what i've heard it's not that long compared to other rpgs of this style because it has so many branching path paths that you can kind of replay it a bunch of times and have a completely different experience yeah right yeah that's what i understood as well like it's about 20 hours which is short mm-hmm. for an rpg short uh, for an rpg yeah yeah short for an rpg and it's like one of the best reviewed games in a while. Like, oh, yeah. It's getting it's, tense. Especially this new version. Yeah, the Final Cut version especially, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm having like tons of fun playing it. Um, I'm playing it nice and slow. The other thing that I've been playing on the side of it, though, is... Okay, so as some of you might know, I, I had my... Uh, like, I had an April Fool's stream. And... <laughs> Yeah. And during this April Fool's stream, I decided to play Fortnite. <laughs> and lo and behold, <laughs> I kind of like the game. I just realized like, while playing it, like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. <laughs> so I've been playing Fortnite. So you were, just, so you were yeah. just being a snob before? Yeah. I was like, you can tell, like, I, I was playing my gamer character on stream. I was like saying, yeah. like, oh, come on, pro gamers, we gotta do this and that. Like, and it, it's not who I am. Like, it's always not who I am. But today I was like, hmm. Maybe I should play some Fortnite. So I just put it on and played Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, like Fortnite is, I think it it gets a bad reputation because of kind of the the 
got gigantic uh, cultural thing that it became, but like at its core, it's a fun game. Yeah, at its core, it's a fun, fun video. Game. So I made you download it yeah. on PS5, and we can play thanks to the power of crossplay. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna spend money. Not thanks to the power of the internet. So hopefully, hopefully, it'll be able to download, and we can play later. If you're watching live, uh, stick around. So. Um, yeah, I this week I, I also played a bunch of games. I actually I finished uh, the game that we're going to be talking about later, which is uh, Bowser's Fury. Uh, the, the kind of the, we'll talk about it. it. It's DLC for 3D World, but not really. It's kind of its own game. Um, and I also beat Devil May Cry Five. Oh, which I had a lot of fun with. Yeah, um, and I think maybe we we could do an episode on it next week if we want because i know you've played it too and, and yeah you love and i was gladly replay it because it's devil may cry i really really like devil may cry 5 especially um so yeah i don't have yeah. a ton of history uh, i joined the devil may cry franchise at the third game i haven't played the first or the second one i've heard the second one is garbage and the first one is pretty good yeah. but it hasn't aged well so i played those it... that you have to play it seems <laughs> mm-hmm We'll see. We'll talk about it. Okay, so what are we talking about this week? Um, we are, as usual, we're going to do our little review of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, the episode that just came out uh, yesterday, right? I always get it wrong, but I think it was yesterday. It was yesterday, yeah. But right? uh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, we'll do we'll do that, and then uh, we'll jump into our main topic for the week, uh, which is our eulogy of our deceased king, uh, who recently died. Of course, we're talking about Super Mario. Or Mario, if you want to be Italian about it. Um, yeah, we'll just go through kind of our history with uh, the mainline 2D and 3D Mario games. And we'll kind of go a bit deeper with our review of 3D World and Bowser's Fury specifically. Uh, the new game that just came out. Oh, shit. I just kicked my desk. Fuck. That was something. Um, but before we get into that, uh, we'll have our... Second, I guess the second part of our regular segment, uh, although last week it was Inchala, Inchala 1.2, uh, which is the was the patch for Cyberpunk, but it actually came out. Yeah, uh, to what our a, surprise. What a surprise. We thought, oh yeah, that's getting delayed again for sure, but actually it did come out. So I guess this is episode one of the Night City Report, which would be my uh, wee adventures into Night City. Um, Obviously, Cyberpunk is a pretty big game, so I don't know how long it'll take me to actually finish it. Um, so every week, I'll just kind of uh, tell you what I've been up to in the game, if that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. That's that's cool. the plan. Also, I just want to say to the folks out there that I know some people are like, oh yeah, Cyberpunk wasn't that good, or Cyberpunk wasn't this, or Cyberpunk wasn't that. And all of those like critiques I've heard are mostly, for the most part, valid. That being said, mm-hmm. you just need to know that Hugo and I, we are suckers for this aesthetic. Like, we love the oh, cyberpunk. Yes. We're, like, we're the, yeah. wow, cool neon type of person. So, <laughs> yeah. just have that in the back of your head while you're hearing us talk about this. So, Yeah. Um, and I've, I've waited to play the game because I knew how how many issues it had, but I've had the game for a while because I actually bought a physical version on on PlayStation Four then, and you know, of course, I'm I'm playing on PS Five now, luckily, because it runs a bit better. Um, but yeah, so the one point two patch actually came out. It was chunky because it was I think forty four gigabytes or something like that. It, the, the list, the like the patch notes were I don't know ten pages of yeah. stuff. Um, it, it was so long, 
and in depth. But essentially, the game on at least on PS5, I, I don't have experience with the other platforms, and I haven't seen it run on a PC, which is where you've played. Um, but on PS5 right now, it seems like it's running pretty well. I've I've played only something like two and a half, three hours, uh, so I haven't. I'm not very deep into the game or anything, but I haven't experienced any major bugs. Like I I had one lady that was like sort of flying a little bit. She was standing on something, but there was nothing there, so she looked <laughs> like she was just flying, just standing still like that. Um, but nothing that I haven't seen in like most other open world video games so nothing particularly bad um the driving felt fine you know it wasn't good driving good video game driving i don't know that was an issue with the game but it was one of the things that they've apparently improved a little bit with this patch it it doesn't feel fantastic but i you know it's not terrible it it feels all right on a controller you know I, i didn't notice it after a bit yeah, the Go thing ahead. that they changed uh, with the driving, I know, is that uh, there's a new sensitivity, like a slider, that you can go in and change how sensitive the steering is. Did you, however, notice that one of the most requested things about the driving, actually, that they didn't fix hmm. is the minimap? Because I don't know how many left or right turns you've missed because the game, the minimap doesn't zoom out when you're going at faster speeds. Mm-hmm. So a I, lot of times I haven't you're noticed. like... You're going to notice it because a lot of times you're just driving and going, like, oh, yeah, I'm on my way to this borough in Night City. And then suddenly it's like, oh, fuck, I missed the right turn. And you like, have to turn really quickly. <laughs> and it's so dumb. Like, that's, no, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Again, I've only played the intro mission and I've met Dexter Deshaun, which is very, very early in the game. So I've only driven a bit. I, I, I just. I just drove around a little bit without going anywhere specifically just to feel how the controls were, and they felt fine. Um, in terms of frame rate, the fit, the game is pretty rock-solid at 60 right now on PS5. Um, I haven't noticed any major dips or anything, and like the gameplay feels feels pretty good. I don't know. I don't know if, if the responsiveness of like the guns and stuff like that was an issue before, but it, it, it feels quite nice, actually right now the, the melee combat isn't great but i think that's just first person rpgs yeah the melee combat in general is like it's yeah it could be better but i had fun playing with my corpo samurai character when i was playing on pc yeah. with my sword and whatever i used a lot of that until i changed to a son's pistol and never looked back <laughs> Um, yeah, it, that, I think that's what I'm going to do as well. <laughs> what was on the topic of like how the game is running? Cause, because you said you were going to like play the game, I was like, okay, and since patch 1.2 actually happened, I was like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to go and re-download the game myself and play a bit on PC. And I'm not sure, I don't know if I'm just imagining things, but it kind of mm. feels like it's running worse on my PC than it did before. <laughs> And I can't tell you why. Like, it just feels just a bit more sluggish. And for me, like, that's... Mm. So, for those who don't know, just, like, specs-wise, I'm running an RTX 3060 Ti. And before the patch, I would get, like, with ray tracing on, I would get, like, a, almost a constant six... I just realized while talking. I think I know what's, what the difference is. 
There's been one major right. difference in my setup since I last played Cyberpunk. I got a new monitor. I'm playing the game at 2K resolution. Uh, so that's why I have a bit of hit performance. Go. Ah, never mind then. See, but I, I you do just gotta talk through it. Yeah, you just talk through it. <laughs> but I do know, however, that the 3080 30, users have been complaining on Reddit specifically, uh, saying that, mm. yeah, they've got way worse performance, where at some points the game dips below 30, even. And that just that's mm. just insane to me that that would happen. Like uh, that just sounds wrong. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe to to implement fixes on console, they had to they did something to the game that kind of broke it in another sense and and made it could a be. little worse on PC. I don't know. Could be. Could but, be. So performance wise, I'm I feel pretty happy. Um, the game the game doesn't it it doesn't look incredible especially because like this week i was playing um devil may cry and the re engine is one of the best engines that i'm using right now it 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 looks absolutely insane and on ps4 on ps5 i can i could play at 4k 60 so there was a bit of a noticeable difference it just because it looks a little blurry compared to that engine but you know i i think it's something that i would completely get used to but also you have to remember that uh What's it called? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. You're you're still running the PS4 version on PS5. Exactly. You are technically playing it on a PS like yeah. a beefed up PS4 version. So yeah, the only the only difference yeah. I think is that it gets uh, some upscaling and the so the frame rate the frame is, rate yeah. is sixty. Yeah, because I think the frame rate is actually like locked at sixty. So it is. On the- it is, yeah. Yeah, but in theory, no locked as in like you can go above sixty. Like even in theory, if the system could pull it above fifty sixty, which it I don't know yet. Yeah, it could it on those locked. like settings. It's locked. But my point is more towards hypothetically, if we had a super powerful PS4, it should be able to run at sixty as well, because that's how the game is programmed. Mm-hmm. I believe. Yes, so exactly. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm glad you're yeah, that's, that's what but I'm glad that, like, but technically, it's running well for you now. Because I look, if I didn't know that this game was problematic in terms of how it ran before, before I, I just, I would just be playing a game and it, it would feel completely normal. Hmm. Like I didn't encounter anything that made me think, oh, this is this is different from any other open world game that I've played uh, so far, at least. Um, I will encounter issues because I know there are issues, but you know, so far, it's it's looking good, running well. Um, in terms of story, I picked the Corpo uh, origin because um, I don't know why. I ju- it just seemed like the more interesting story to go from a big uh, Corpo agent to uh, kind of a street person and um, a mercenary or whatever you are. And I don't, I'm not sure where the story is going, but I, I'm sure there will be some some kind of fighting the corporations type thing somewhere in there. Um, I think the Corpo intro narratively is pretty cool. Uh, it does move a bit fast. Like at, at some point, you start your first mission as a Corpo, and then somebody shows up and takes your all your like your upgrades and your money, and it just kind of throws you in the street. And you get like you get this. I, I thought this was really funny because you get after the brief intro, you get kind of like a a trailer. It feels like a trailer that they're playing, but it's actually just kind of a montage scene. Uh, because there's like a time jump of I think a year later or something like that, um, and then you're in the streets doing your first missions. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. Story-wise, I haven't really gotten into it too much, uh, so I don't really have if, much to say yet. If you want a good laugh, you should you should look up that specific intro, but running on a base PS4 because it's running in engine oh, wow. in real time. And it's actually yeah. impressive that they can do that on the PS4 and PS4 Pro because they're constantly like loading new elements in while the cutscene yeah. is going on in real time. Uh, so it's yeah, but because especially because you see your character in a lot of like uh, a lot of times in that intro in the mirrors. A weird thing <laughs> they do, however, like yeah, in the old like P- base PS4 version, is the fact that. It cannot load things in fast enough. So someone's like, oh, here's your car, and there's no car there. Because <laughs> <You know>, <laughs> they show how you get your car. Now, the thing about the intro, like, it's funny because they don't really play the biggest role, uh, like the backgrounds, as yeah. one might think. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be a street kid, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Yeah, and I and I could tell because I, I was expecting the Corpo intro to be an hour an hour and a half but it was actually like 25 minutes, minutes yeah, or something 20, like, that. like 10 yeah. to 25 minutes like oh okay yeah, just because day. i was reading everything very carefully and exploring the all longest the dialogue one, the longest intro is the it's the nomad one yeah i can and imagine because you're outside of the city so. you're outside of the city you have a you actually do have like an actual shootout in the nomad intro oh. even like you have actual and it's the only one that has combat in it mm-hmm. uh, i think the nomad one works the best of the intros mm. actually i played all three just to see how how different yeah. they are and i really like the nomad one and one thing all three have together is uh jackie wells what a yeah what a kooky guy what do you think what a guy of, what do you what think of ja- jackie i was about to call him jackson <laughs> what do you think uh, of jackie <laughs> what do i think of jackie um from the trailers i was expecting him to be worse because in the trailers they only do the very stereotypical ah I'm the big Mexican guy pendejo yeah. ah, all that kind of stuff which you know is a bit yeah. feels like a video yeah. game from 2008 rather than 2020 or whatever it is um but I feel like in the game he's actually a little less uh, grating than I was expecting um uh so. I don't know, so far I don't mind him as much because he also has some quiet moments with him right at the beginning. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how it evolves again. I haven't really gotten into the yeah. story much, but like, yeah, Jack, I, like... I was expecting him to be worse. So I think my low expectations made him look a little better than he probably is. And maybe like a lot of people felt the same way because I remember as well going in like, oh, here's this Jackie guy. Ugh, what a, what a, yeah. what a person. I fucking hate him. And I realized yeah. really quickly, like, he's actually pretty fun. Like, I like him. He's, yeah. He's, like, he's, yeah. he does have, like, some of that stereotypical, like, Latinx uh, thing that you yeah. see in so many video games. Mm-hmm. That, like, even movies and TV shows still have that stereotype. Oh, yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. That being said, like, mm-hmm. he, he has more to him. And I think that's what makes him good and yeah. what makes him tick. Like, he he doesn't come off as a bad guy for example like he actually comes up no. as a, a genuine well-being and you've seen the intro like yeah, you'll do they actually explain yeah, yeah in the intro like you see that you live with his mom at one point and like he mm-hmm. he really loves you like that loves you he really cares about you yeah so yeah yeah are you playing it's a cool me- like it's a cool friendship 
it seems at least. And I don't know how much they go into it in the game, but it's it like it. I think they're good at um, portraying the fact that they are already friends. It feels like your friend, like your character is friends to this guy, even if you don't know the guy yet. Um, yeah, it, you you can feel that your character does, and yeah, yeah. Uh, are you playing male or female V? I'm playing female V. Good, good, good. Because the, the yeah. so he calls actually, me Chica all the time. Chica, yeah. The male V voice the voice acting for female V. Yeah, yeah. Female V's voice acting, acting is good. Male V's voice acting can be grating. So yeah, probably yeah, the best you I play know. female V. Also, yeah, and also like you know, some of the dialogue sometimes it kind of goes from zero to one hundred in a second. Like there's there's this one scene where. Oh, uh, where there's no parking spot. So where where shall I drop like this flying car that I'm riding? Oh, who gives a fuck about the parking spot? And you just park in the middle of a like a basketball court or whatever. And so I'm I'm trying to play a character that's a little bit less of an asshole than that, and it's like it's a bit weird. Yeah, but uh, a, overall, yeah. I, I'm still enjoying it a lot. Yeah, because the setting. Set, there's one thing I could say: the setting is exactly what I want. Um, yeah. And I love it so much, and I want to explore it, and I want to learn about it. Yeah, and you can explore and learn about it. One thing I would say, like, the game, once you've beat the first act, which is kind of like the tutorial act, like, you can tell on the map, like, it, <laughs> your main mission is wait for yeah. lockdown to end. Like, one of the missions is, like, wait for yeah. lockdown to end. Uh, after yeah, the and lockdown. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> and I'm like, great. This is awesome. This is just what I want from my escapism to be in lockdown. <laughs> But after like the lockdown ends and the rest of the map opens, there's a lot of like mm. side missions where the characters call you and be like, yeah. "Oh, hey V, I have this mission for you." Those missions are almost always fantastic, and they branch out. Mm. Do those, but some of them oh, like side gigs and side missions that you find on the map. Some of them are literally just kill this guy, go back and talk, uh, and be like, "Oh, yeah, you, you've killed this guy. Great." Some of them do some interesting things, eh, but most of them mm -hmm. are eh. But the side missions, the one with the actual story, very mm -hmm. good. Like I would say very, so very, very good. The ones the ones where they call you are worth doing for sure. Yeah. Then I'll keep and that in mind. And some of those where you just like already find something are sometimes good. Like yeah. so, some I don't want to spoil them there, but there are ones where you find it like this is some weird shit. But the best yeah. ones are where to call you and be like, I have mm. a mission for you. Then you know, okay, it's like a, a scripted missions with some like story elements to it. Cool. Um, yeah, I've already met one of the fixers because as soon as you arrive in, in, in Watson, you, yeah. you get a call. Well, you meet Dexter Deshaun, which is the main story yeah. thread. But there's also this other person who calls you and tells you, oh, I'm actually a local fixer. Yeah, yeah I can't remember her name, but. Yeah, and that's like yeah. the thing that like every borough has their own fixer that call you <laughs> and give you missions and shit. But yeah, good. So it's only one borough. That's good. Yeah, she's Cause... the one for that borough, uh, the lady. Yeah, great. Okay, because the one thing that I, the one negative thing that I have to say about the game so far is that it does it kind of it does kind of feel a bit overwhelming at the beginning because there's so many upgrades there's like different perks there's there's active things there's passive things there's chips there's like your hacks then there's your weapons and you can upgrade the weapons you can add stuff to the weapon like there's a lot of customization 
And at the same time, I'm getting the feeling that it won't be as important as it could be. Like, I feel like the combat will depend much more on, like, the guns that I have and how much DPS they have rather than how I customize stuff and all that. The thing is... Although I am going to explore hacking because that seems fun. The thing is, there's a lot of, like, it depends on also, like, how much work you want to put in it. You can easily just, like, grab a gun and go guns blazing. But for me, at least, like, I hacked and used silent pistols and did... uh, a lot of like cool things with that and for me like hanging specifically gave me another way to like uh, here's the thing if you just go in guns blazing it's just a bad shooter and i think a lot of people played it that way uh, for me at no least, i won't so. yeah for me at least going stealth like uh, i i beat missions without like killing people because just just like legitimately just stealthed my way through without shooting anyone and that was like a challenge I imposed on myself. So I also think that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed the game so much more than other people, because I just like kept imposing challenging on my, challenges on myself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would probably say go hacking because it's fun. For sure, like, it's fun. Go with hacking. No, yeah, go I, with guns and I've already, oh. I've already decided to go with with like stealth, uh, hacking, and maybe like just. Uh, pistols like silent pistols that kind of thing because that you know any game that i can play stealth i'll play stealth yeah so because I'll we still we miss metal gear so metal gear yeah we miss metal gear so pro tip we, we just here's... have to pretend pro tip yeah here's a free tip and this is for everyone who's gonna play stealth in uh, cyberpunk it's, it's super important because you're gonna thank me later there's this perk on okay. the cool tree which is like the stealth tree and something else in that there's this there's this perk where you can throw you can get like throwing knives mm-hmm. yeah don't 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 spend your point there because the way it works is like okay. if you throw your knife you'll lose it and you can't pick it up again so oh shit yeah. so you just have to be buying knives all the time yeah and you don't want to do that and there's no reason you might as well just go with a solid pistol at this point um yeah I will. for sure yeah so yeah, uh, that was episode one of the Night City Report with Hugo. Uh, we'll see what happens next week. Um, I think I'll be playing more. Uh, I, I kind of didn't play too much because I was a little burned out on games because I played so much uh, like last week and the beginning of this week. But uh, I will be playing more. I'm enjoying the game. Um, I'm excited to really get into it. Let's move to our second seg- segment this week, which is, as usual, our review of episode three of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, this episode is called power broker uh, or the power broker or whatever something like that uh, which i think is a weird title considering that the power broker is kind of a red herring that we don't meet yeah um or at least i don't think we do uh, some people think it's it's Sharon carter but i don't it's know Could be, <laughs> i don't think so it's kind of a weird theory um but anyway uh, what did you think of this episode overall I liked it a lot, actually. And I feel like this this show just keeps getting better with uh, every episode. <clears throat> and for me, this is like another one of those, okay, I really, really enjoyed the show. And for me, I think I realized the thing I enjoy most about this show is the fact that we have, well, other than the, hmm, maybe America isn't as great as we thought it was. Yeah. Because uh, this is what <laughs> the show is about at this point. But other than that, I really it like is. how many... Like, it's a show that has so many factions that are all, like, fighting for different things. And they're, like, 
morally not necessarily good or evil a lot of these like the flex measures like we saw today like they some of the, or yesterday's episode so like the leader did some bad shit by the end it was like oh oh yeah, yeah. they made her like her up until this like yeah this this wasn't this wasn't good kali don't don't do that don't don't blow up uh, those people, yeah. people. Don't blow you don't people. have to do this yeah. you're, you're Take the high so ground. yeah yeah but at the same time we do understand yeah. why she's doing what she's doing on the other sure. hand and they, she also in the episode she also loses a person that's very close to her yeah. so dunya which is which which made me which made me laugh a bit like because i feel like it was kind of on the nose because dunya means world in arabic so i don't know oh yeah, so Great. she lost her world. Oh wow! Yeah. I well, like... I guess I guess they I guess they are thinking that most most people don't speak Arabic, I suppose. But yeah, Dunya is also yeah. like a normal it... name. Like it's not like a weird yeah, yeah. name to be called Dunya. But okay. I just like noticed it, and the way they were talking about how like how important this person is. And she, oh, she lost her world. I was like, hmm. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is pretty funny. Though. Yeah. Um. Of course, I feel like for me the highlight of this episode uh, was Zemo. For sure, yeah, for sure. Where I enjoyed is... him in like everything that he did. It okay. Was great. We talked about this before we went live and before we started recording. But I just want to say on <laughs> record that Hugh and I we agree that Zemo at the club is number one uh, MCU <laughs> moment right now for me. Him just going, yeah. and just vibing and just like sh- uh, like fist bumping in the club. It made me it's... laugh so much because I was like, "Is this really the same guy from Civil War?" And he is like, he does. He's not acting super different. It's just that we didn't have enough time with him in Civil War to get yeah, to know. We're him. just and exploring now... him the, as a character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although, like, Jackson did point this out to me that yeah. he was like, "Oh, Zemo was. Yeah, he was a man of means, but um, he didn't. He didn't strike me as the kind of guy who has like." The personal butler, his personal, yeah, his own me, personal me Alfred, private jet, and and where he eats, where he drinks very nice champagne or whatever. But you know, that's I just, whatever. I just realized something. So, like when we when we saw him in uh, in Civil War, when he had to like leave for Siberia, yeah. he just went through the airport like a normal person. Why not just use the exactly? So I just realized that <laughs> if he has a private jet, and the it's funny. Were you surprised when they called him when he said, "Yeah, I'm a Baron," like he's Baron Zemo, not just because that's who he Pretty is. Pretty much, the, that's I... who he is in the comics. He's known as Baron Zemo, so I guess they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna bring the Baron thing back in, into the MCU as well." So it's, we're just gonna say it. And, we're just yeah. gonna say. Well, it. Although, he's like in Civil War, in Civil War, he was like a soldier, right? He was yeah. a Sokovian. No. A Sokovian spy, not a soldier. I think. Like I think it was Sokovian intelligence or whatever. Intelligence. Yeah, something. Yeah. died. And, and a baron as well. Yeah. So he's a secret service. So yeah. COVID, he's also, oh, he also happens to be a baron. <laughs> as a butler. Yeah, he is. For me, I think it makes it makes <laughs> him way better because it's just like, it's so kooky. And I think that's why I like it. Like, yeah. it's, it's it's so out there. Yeah, and I... Okay. Like, he's... What they do with him is like, yeah, he's a villain and he did some dark shit, but... He's also kind of like a fun guy to hang around with. <laughs> like even like one of my favorite moments was them in the plane talking about the trouble man song with Marvin Gaye. He's like, yeah, it really encapsulates the African American experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and Sam going like you're crossing a line, okay. but yeah, he's right. <laughs> he is right. <laughs> yeah, that was a good moment. Good moment. But aside from the yeah, the more comedic side, I I did like them how they brought him back, like because his character tracks. It's still consistent with. It makes sense that he'd want to help them because yeah. he doesn't want the the superpowered people to just run around the world to control stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And and his little speech, we're laughing at what the joke before, but his little speech about uh, Captain America's shield and how you know American symbols become like they they get idolized, and then once they are they're idealized and like fetishized, they turn into symbols that can be used for war. And I thought that was that was really like quite poignant for 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 Marvel especially like yeah and it went there it went there like yeah and for me that's when I say cue John Walker in this episode the new Captain America yeah because we saw yeah. him being a real American soldier like this for me uh, I once saw like uh, yeah for me like uh, okay I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it for me John Walker is how Americans think they are. No, sorry. Captain America is like Steve Rogers is how they think they are. John Walker is who yeah. they are. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Because for me that was like, oh, this is what I think of when I think of American military. It's the guy like John Walker mm. who might be like a sympathetic person at heart. Like he is a human being. And yeah. We also like need to have it, a nuance yeah. when we talk about things like that. That being said, he's an asshole and he's a horrible person. Like, yeah. The way, like, he thinks just because he's wearing the shield that people are going to respect him. And that's not the case. People don't, like, the German guy's like, I don't care. And I noticed that uh, his, his, uh, uh, John Walker's uh, sidekick, I guess. I forgot his name. Whisker? Lesker? Um, I can't remember. Battlestar, or whatever it is. His, uh, Battlestar, yeah. yeah. Um, Interesting pick. Yeah, he seems to be, like, he's conscious at this point. He's like, we can't do mm. this, and hey, this and that. For example, when they're talking to the German guy at the like internet cafe or whatever it is, like he was like harboring the flag smashers. Yeah, and he and, gets so angry because he doesn't res- automatically respect him as yeah. Captain America. And, like the German guy is like, I, that doesn't mean this. The American symbol doesn't mean anything. I mean, yeah. what do you want? And, and he's, like, he's and like, and he calls he them so American, He calls them American brutes and uh, Whisker Lester yeah. Battlestar doesn't translate that he just says he doesn't know where they are because he knows john is gonna fuck his shit up if he knew that's what he said oh, yeah. uh, for me yeah. that was again one of those like cool character moments where we get to like get under the mm-hmm. skin of these characters i think i honestly wish that the mcu would just continue on with miniseries while watching this because mm-hmm. like there's no reason for the movies we don't have time to get to know these characters these this is remind yeah. me of like reading a comic book and the thing that it's interconnected with everything else is very comic booky, because friendly mm-hmm. reminder: this sh- this show and Thor: The Dark World take place in the same universe. J- just a friendly reminder out there: yeah. this is the same universe. Like that's ha- that happened, but now we're mm-hmm. talking about like American symbolism and what that means. Yeah, so I agree. I think the the I was skeptical of the television pivot initially. Um, just because I'm more of a movie guy and I feel like a lot of t- too many TV shows can be a bit overwhelming. But at the same time, I do agree that 
TV is kind of a better vehicle to to kind of get under, like, to actually explore these characters and not just have big bombastic events and stuff. So um, I hope they, yeah, I hope they can keep the movies there for, like, the big, more, not more important, but more, like, uh, giant uh, CGI monster fights and, and stories and events. And and kind of use the TV shows as as character work to build the characters mm-hmm. that we are then going to see in the movies and care about them more. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Madripoor. That's from oh, the yeah. comics, right? Yeah, that's the, from the, the John Park. Wick slash yeah. Night City underworld yeah, Knights, place. Yeah. As soon as yeah. I saw this, like this is Night City. <laughs> that's what, that was my first instinct. Yeah, yeah. Madripoor was from the comics, and it was so funny to me because I've never seen someone get like um. So Joe, I watched the show with Joe. And yep. she got so excited when they started talking about Metropole because they were like, oh, it's this, uh, what, what was it called? Pirate it's City, yeah. Pirate City from the 1800s. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so Joe was like, oh, they're still stuck in the 1800s. They got like actual pirate ships. And so she thought it was like, <laughs> like old school pirate. And they were going to go on a pirate adventure. And then they arrived in this futuristic <laughs> city. And she's like, this is what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, amazing that's not what they meant they just meant the laws <laughs> yeah uh, to like this whole episode um i think i think again jackson pointed it out to me but i think it was written by somebody who worked on john wick as well because oh. you can somebody who worked on john wick yeah. um and you can tell because like this whole city is neon lit in the same way that john wick is lit yeah um there's this whole underworld thing where there's kind of like this mysterious figure at the top of the underworld which is like the power broker as they call it call him or her we don't know who it is yet but and uh, they send out texts and all the like and all the assassins know oh these people are you know they have a bounty because they kept thinking this is just john wick this is exactly Like, there's this yeah. one shot, especially, where they're like, oh, they're following us. And there's this lady dancing in, like, in a window. Oh, and yeah. She, yeah. And she points her fingers and makes, like, a gun motion and shoots at them. It's like, that's such a John Wick thing because it's so weird, but yeah. it works. Yep. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It was cool. So um, they reintroduced the, Sharon Connor. The yeah. The criticism that I have, sorry, just to go back on the setting is... Oh, sorry, sorry. You have... You built this awesome sort of underworld cyberpunk city and then the major action scene in 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 the episode is just like a container area yeah it's a lot of containers it's during the day so it kind of looks grayish and yeah you have this cool setting and you just kind of don't use it at all and you just do some actions in in like a call of duty map or whatever yeah. like it's that confused me as well as to why they chose to have the lab there because it, yeah, I feel like having it in the city would be way cooler. I don't know why they chose yeah. to do it like that. To create like much more creative action set pieces. Like you remember that action scene in in uh, Endgame, where like um, what what's his name? Uh, okay. Ba, ba, ba. Hawkeye. Hawkeye, yeah, has is in Tokyo, like murdering Yakuza or whatever, yeah, and you have that. Cool action scenes with neon lighting and stuff. Why not do something like that? Why do you have to use like this this yeah. harbor as the setting? It just just looks a bit uninteresting, and I I don't understand why they they always choose they always have really cool locations and they 
often don't use them for the action sequences. And I, I don't really get why. But yeah, I yeah. thought action with Sharon Carter was really good. It was yeah. well shot. It was well choreographed. And yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And I was actually thinking while watching it as well as like, it's super sad that whenever we have like these, like whenever Marvel has the this, this super heroics, it's never that that gets me going like, oh yeah, that was cool. It's yeah. always when the humans fight because mm -hmm. like I don't know if if the directors are actually, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend I know who makes this shit, okay? But I don't know if they yeah. have a difficult time figuring out how to use like the abilities or like make them feel interesting or... I have no I'm idea. Sure. It confuses me, honestly, because it seems simple, and I, I'm using air quotes, because, of course, I have no idea if it's similar. I just watch this yeah. shit, and then I complain, and I'm so tired. But <laughs> yeah. but it, it seems to me like there, there could be some more like interesting ways of using the abilities, and interesting ways of using them. Yeah, like, Falcon isn't even in the suit this week. No. So he doesn't really get to do much. Like he just stands around with holding a gun or whatever. Yeah. And Sharon gets all the action, which is cool. Yeah. I really like her action. I just yeah. plus, then why are these guys here? They're not really doing much. Plus her character is cool now because we get to know her just yeah. a bit more instead of her kissing Captain America and then leaving for years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. For no reason. <laughs> which is like yeah. yeah. She's more interesting now. Although again, um, I think what I'm finding with this show is that I'm kind of having to suspend my disbelief quite often. Because, uh, like, why would she... If they've given a pardon to, to Falcon and all the people who are involved, why why is she on the run in this pirate city? I, d I don't get it. Like, after the blip, wouldn't they reevaluate all this stuff? And, and yeah, she would be like, brought maybe... back or whatever? Like, I guess she There's wasn't... no reason why she has to be in exile or whatever. She it's wasn't weird. at the battle. Uh, she wasn't at the battle at the end by the Avengers compound. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I so guess yeah. that's the rule. Yeah. Uh, if you were there, you were pardoned, and if you weren't, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I guess that that's <laughs> you know what I mean? it's kind of like. You say, like, "Oh, okay." I just kind of accept it, but I, I, I don't really think about it too much, so it doesn't really matter because yeah. the show is fun anyway. Yeah. But it's like, that, yeah. Any little questions that I'm like, what's what's the reason for this? But whatever. Um, then finally at the end we we get a, a, a like a bigger scene with the flag smashers. We see yeah, uh, Carly is she called? Yeah, What's her name Morgenthau. Carly Morgenthau. Um, doing basically they they raid uh, another. What's it called? Uh, it's called the, the General Repatriation Council or something yeah. like that. No center. International Repatriation Council, something like that. Yeah. Basically, there's this big council that exists now after the blip um, where they kind of deal with all the people that came back and how they repatriate him and how they refound society as it was, kind of. Um, and so the Flag Smashers go to this compound and they steal all their supplies to bring them to refugee camps, which, you know, we, they did last week as well. And we were like, oh, so these are the good guys. They're supposed to be the villains. Um and yeah, and so they they kind of turned them into a bit more of a villainous yeah. uh, uh, entity because they they do just murder all the guards that were there, uh, which seems quite unnecessary. But we'll, we'll see what they do with them. I hope they can manage to maintain some nuance all the way to the end with them and make us kind of care for their side because they're fighting 
a good fight, even though they're doing it with with the wrong means. But that their, their, their position is valid, and I mean, I kind of agree with it compared to not giving people their food yeah. in refugee camps. You know, yeah, but also like. It's a whole thing to do that means justify the end. It's kind of like Killmonger and Black Panther. Like his character, like he has nuance. You understand every single thing he does in that movie, but you're also on the side of hey, maybe you shouldn't go to war with the world. Like that's not gonna bring anything good. It's kind of the same thing here, and I'm really excited to see where it's going. Like, and I hope, yeah, as you say, they can keep the nuance. Um, Yeah. I had one for one more. And also, thing. we find out. I think we find out where the serum comes from. It, it basically they used Isaiah's blood. Yeah. Turns out the doctor was able to synthesize new serum from Isaiah's blood, which which is grim. It's very dark. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, we'll see what they exactly do with it. I think they killed the doctor, so there's nobody else who can do it, and there's only twenty vials. So yeah. there's at, at max there's twenty of these super soldiers, but and we'll see how they'll deal with them. But it's kind of an interesting setup because yeah. yeah. it builds on what was done last week. Yeah, yeah, and I'm really excited to see like where these characters are gonna end up at the end of this because at the end of the episode, who shows up, Hugo? Yeah, uh, Wakandan warrior. Um, yeah. I I'm not sure why they chose to have a new character here. She's not new. And not, isn't she? She's the well, one from no. Civil I know War. she's not new. She... Yeah, she's the Dora well, Milaje from it's Civil War. Sorry. Uh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. that makes sense, I guess. But yeah, I, she's... I was just thinking, why, why not use Okoye, which is a character we have already a relationship with? I guess already, right? uh, she, she, she didn't have time because she was filming Walking Dead. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Could be like something as simple as that. But... <laughs> But she's is yeah, the one that she has was too busy murdering zombies. Yeah, no, she's been like okay. she's the one from That's Civil cool. War, and she was also a Black Panther. Like I recognized her as soon as she showed up, and then like the yeah, I remember her Black Panther, just wasn't a main main character there. That's like the thing for me yeah. again. Well, like I'm so excited because okay, we have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, then we have uh, mm-hmm. the American government, specifically with John Walker. Yeah. Uh, then we mm-hmm. have the Flag Smashers. Uh, we also have the Power Broker. And we have Wakanda now in the mix. That's like five factions that are kind of at war with each other, it seems. And I love this sort of shit. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I really find this, this sort of stuff super fun. And I hope they kind of tie it well together. Because so far, this globe trying to get... So far, I, I had the lowest expectations for this show. And it's kind of constantly Same. beating my expectations. Like, this show is way better than I expected sure. it to be. Because I, w- I thought it was going to be, oh, now Falcon is Captain America. And they're going to fight some anarchist. Woohoo, America wins. It's like, no, 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 no. This isn't what this show is about yeah. at all. That, um, that is also what I was expecting, expecting. And I guess maybe we didn't give them enough credit. Because, yeah. like, Civil War and Winter Soldier are not that. Yeah. So... I, I was expect for some reason I didn't expect them to be as as good as those, but so far it's been it's been very good and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see how it ends up. But let's move on to our third uh, segment this week, which is our eulogy for poor Mario, which was Wahoo. who was killed this week. Wahoo! Yahoo! Mamma mia! Mamma mia! Yeah. 
Nintendo uh, unfortunately murdered uh, Mario, um, but so we we thought we'd go back and talk a bit about um, our history with Mario games, and uh, specifically then go into sort of a more in depth uh, review of 3D World and Bowser's Fury, which yeah. kind of just came out this year. Um, so yeah, let's start from uh, our history uh, with Mario games. So. When did we first kind of encounter uh, the mainline Mario games or the Mario character? Which ones have we played and haven't played? You know, that sort of stuff. Which ones are our favorites? So let's start with you. When did you first become aware of Mario and, and play a Mario game? I feel like I've always been aware of Mario. Um, maybe like my, first, my first console was the Super Nintendo. So I think yeah, mm. Super Mario World was my first like Mario game. That I played, uh, and I must have been like eight, six, seven, like mm. very young when I was introduced to Mario. For me, like Mario games, I came back then. I, you know, you could tell when a game was good, but you didn't like we didn't have the vocabulary to say why this game yeah. was better than other games. That was me with Mario. Like you could, like I could tell while playing this. This just felt better. It looked better. It it was fun. Mario's cool. He has a mustache. I mean, yeah, because yeah, the only other like 2D platform I was obsessed with when I was a kid was the Donkey Kong series. Like, I used to play mm. Donkey Kong Country. Uh, and admittedly, I played more Donkey Kong than I played Mario. Uh, mm. That being said, yeah, Super Mario World uh, was my introduction. What about yours? Well, I'm a little younger than you are. And I, my first console, like proper console, was a PlayStation 2 when I was, I think, seven. But before that, there was this friend of mine uh, in, in, in the town where we used to live. Uh, we don't live there anymore, but anyway. Uh, this friend of mine's brother, older brother, had a PlayStation 1 and a Nintendo 64. So we would just spend hours playing Metal Gear and having no idea what was going on. And we could, we just did not understand the game at all. And when we got bored, because we had no idea what we were doing in Metal Gear, we would just turn on Mario. And Mario 64 was the first one I played then. So I just remember the, the instantly, it just feels so much fun. It, at the time, it also looked incredible, because yeah. for me, the graphics at the time were, oh, this looks like a cartoon that I'm controlling. Um, that type of feeling, which of course you look at it now and it seems blocky and stuff. So, but at the time it gave you that feeling, and we had so much fun with that game. And we remember, we remembered, we just we would just spend like hours just doing the slide and seeing who could get the best time and stuff like that, or like getting the the baby um, penguin and just throwing him off of and seeing the mom get angry. So fun, so much fun. Um, and then moving on to like my where what else i played is uh, then i also got a game boy advance so that's the first time i played the 3d the 2d mario games because I, I think that the game Boy advance had um kind of a one cartridge where you had both uh super mario brothers the first one and super mario 3 but they were kind of like the remastered versions or whatever like they had better graphics but the game was essentially the same and I think that's the first time I played 2D Mario. And but I, I think I really got into 2D with the DS and then the new Super Mario games. Um, so yeah. So in terms of the rest of the series, what what have you played and what haven't you played? Yeah. So I've first played. Time on missions. 
I played the NES games, so I played mm -hmm. Mario One, Two, Three. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, like I played Mario. So here's the thing: I had an N64. I still have it actually. Uh, it's in my basement. Mm. But I never actually had Mario sixty four on my sixty four. <laughs> I did, however, play Mario sixty four um, a lot when I was on in uh, when I was visiting family in uh, Palestine, actually. And oh. my cousin had a sixty four, and he had Zelda Ocarina of Time, which was the first time I played a Zelda game, and he had Mario sixty four. So that summer. Yeah. Did you think I was like spending time outside in the sun or going to the beach? No, no I stayed indoors yeah. playing Mario 64. <laughs> I, and that's like how Good I always time. remember that game. It's like strictly tied to that memory of me like going around. This is the same thing that you just talked about. Like it felt like playing a cartoon yeah. and you were running around and it was this open space. There were no levels per se. Like it didn't mm -hmm. feel like there were levels. And I remember as a kid that confused me. It's like, yeah. I can go here, and I can also go over there, and I can go behind. What? And who's this yeah. creep looking at me whenever I look at the mirror? You know, the camera guy? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tried to catch him, and, like, I remember a lot of that. I don't know if I played the game correctly. Like, I didn't go for the stars or whatever. I was just oh, no. fucking around. Yeah. Most I never actually beat... 64. Oh, I played it a lot because we used to play it all the time, but at some point it became too hard for us and we could just move on and we just replay all the levels. Yeah. Because it was fun. For me, yeah. then afterwards, the thing is, I kind of fell off Mario for some reason. So I would play mm. Mario Kart, I would still play. I would still play Mario Party, but the mainline actual Mario games I don't know why maybe it's because like I was a teenager and I was like oh no yeah. I only play adult games like Mill Gear Solid 2 <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's kind of what happened Mil so Mill Gear and maybe that's why I never like I didn't return until I kind of want to say like with Odyssey actually mm. so there was like a big gap where I didn't play so I played again NES games I played the I played Super Mario World. I played in uh, Super Mario 64. Didn't play Sunshine. I wanted to play Sunshine though, but I didn't get it on the GameCube because mm. uh, Nintendo games never fall in price. And the problem was, now I actually think I'm, rem I'm remembering. The problem yep. was like, like, my February was like kind of, kind of tight on money. Like we weren't like super poor, but we weren't like middle class either. So... The problem mm -hmm. was, like, I could get yeah. new games all the time. So I kind of, in that period, almost, like, always fell in love with longer games. Uh, so I play, like, a lot of JRPGs mm -hmm. instead because I knew, like, okay, I can get a lot of money's worth of, out of this game. So I didn't play yeah. Mario games because then I was like, sense. oh, they're kidding games. Again, until I, like, rediscovered Mario or whatever you want to call it. So now but I'm a uh, Mario fan again. I, I love Mario. Yeah. So for me, I, I kind of have a similar story, but different because the thing with me was I, I never had the consoles. I, I The first uh, home console from Nintendo that I've ever had is the Switch, uh, surprisingly. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's surprising. But I, I, always had, I, always had, I always had a PlayStation. I had two and then I had three and four, five. And I always had the newest version of the DS. Well, not not all of them because there's so many like the new Nintendo 3DS XL, Electric Boogaloo, whatever. 
but I, I had most of the DSs. I had the DS, and then I had the new, I had the DSi or whatever, the, the 3DS, all of those. So any Mario game that was available on that, I played. So I actually replayed 64 on the DS, the DS version mm. of, of 64. I played all the 2D games, like the new Super Mario uh, games. I played all of them. I played later than I think we got a Wii. Uh, and and I did play the 2D Mario on that one, but for some reason I didn't play the 3D Mario because for some reason, like, I, yeah, no, not really. Because at the time, again, I was I don't know 12 years old, and and we got we got the Wii as a family, which most of the time we were just playing like uh, you know Wii Sports together, because that was the big reason to buy a Wii at the time. And I, for some reason, my 12 year old brain didn't connect the idea of the Wii to other video games and like mm. all the video games that I would play were either on the P on the PlayStation at the time was a PS3 or the DS. So I played all the new Super Mario Brothers games and then yeah with the Switch was where I kind of rediscovered the 3D games as well cuz first of course Odyssey uh, which came out first year of the Switch and then they re-released you know with the uh, Mario 3D All-Stars I I played 64 a bit more I didn't beat 64 but I played a bit <laughs> I played uh, all of Galaxy, all of Galaxy, which is a great game. I have a hundred percented that one. I got all the stars and stuff. Fantastic video game. Um, I I played a bit of Sunshine, but I kind of the controls in that game are kind of hard to get around. Uh, like wrap wrap what wrap your head around whatever you, whatever the saying is because especially if you're coming off. Uh, Galaxy, which is so smooth, it, it plays so well. Considering it's a game that at this point is almost fifteen years old, something like that, um, it played so well. And Sunshine felt felt a little wonky for me, mm. so I kind of didn't really play more of it. But then again, then I played 3D World. I played Bowser's Fury that came out this year. Um, so really, the only ones that I'm missing are Sunshine and uh, Galaxy Two. So hopefully they give us Galaxy 2 when they actually resuscitate Mario next year or whatever. Yeah. Maybe they'll do like a remastered version, but instead of Mario, it's Luigi. <laughs> it's Luigi's they could sunshine. be. They, they could do that. Um, it, yeah, it was an odd choice to not include Galaxy 2 in the repackaging, considering that they didn't really do any work on them. They just kind of put them in a bit of a higher resolution and put them out on the Switch. I feel like it would have been good to have Galaxy 2 on it as well, but it's Nintendo. What are you going to do? Um, so, okay. What what would you say is your favorite Mario game? Because for me personally, it's actually Odyssey. Which is kind of a hot take among big Mario fans. But I, think I, might agree. I would say Odyssey is my favorite and then Galaxy. I think I might agree. I think, They're pretty close. But... I think my favorite. Like, again, I haven't played too many of them. As you could hear, as mm -hmm. like especially the three D ones. Uh, yeah, I think Odyssey is my favorite as well. And for me, Odyssey is fun because it's it's the world for me more than it's the yeah. It's like it's like all his little animations, all the costumes you can put Mario in. It's like that for me. Oh and yeah, I, and I kind of understand why some of the more hardcore fans are like, oh yeah, no, Odyssey isn't my favorite. I do think there are way too many moons, and it can get a bit overwhelming. Oh yeah. There's way, yeah. way too many. Like some, too many. Yeah, like you sneeze uh, and it's like, good sneeze, Mario. Da -da 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 <laughs> I just, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> at, 
but for me, I really like the world. I think the world has so much character, and Mario especially, like he's never looked better. Uh, Joe mm-hmm. is actually playing the game right now as we speak, and I just looked over, like, look, look at that little guy go. Like, he's running, he takes his arms out yeah. to the side when he runs down, like, a hill, like, what yeah, a guy. And, and, like, when what he's cold, when he's cold, he, sh- he shakes, like, he's shaking because he's cold, and, and the controller vibrates a little bit, like, yeah. Yeah, like, that game like, is endlessly imaginative as well, like, all the levels are so different, and I think it's fantastic. I, I know some people prefer the more hardcore gameplay focused Mario because I, I think Odyssey is more explorative than the yeah. other games because even because of the fact that it doesn't kick you out every time you get a finish like the objective is not do this task and then go back to the beginning of the level do a new task and all that um but I actually kind of like it like that about it I like yeah. just messing around in the world and and finding stuff and yeah okay. I don't know how many how many moons did you get in the game more or less 600 500 around there yeah i, I got i remember i, I, I remember the sure. 500 i think the 500 was was the amount that you needed to get the secret super secret final level then i uh, got you know the, the yeah then i have yeah the second that. like the dark side of the moon or whatever yeah, it was called the darker side of the and moon. i remember there's the, the dark darker side, side of and the, then, yeah the darker side yeah i i think i i beat that super difficult awesome challenge and where you where at the end you become the the electricity and it says thank you for playing oh it's so such a good game um and i absolutely loved that part but then after that i was like okay i don't need to get all 999 no that seems a bit excessive that was the thing for me as well it's like okay i've experienced this game i feel like at this point i don't i don't need to complete it like i didn't have that that compulsion need to just go through everything Get everything. Yeah. I did, however, have a lot of fun doing the the like this, the races in the game where you like meet the, especially because that's when you learn like really to break the game and you realize how yeah. much like you can maneuver around with the you jump in there, throw the captain, do a leap at the head and throw, and it's like oh god, this game is so good, so fun. And yeah, the movement in that game is so smooth. Yeah, like everything you can do is so perfect and and like frame by frame it's exactly so precise that yeah it just feels amazing to play and it's endlessly entertaining and fun so yeah that's why it's my favorite although shout out to galaxy i don't know if you've played it or not i want to play it at some point and yeah well mario's dead so i can't get it now mario's dead so just get a physical copy okay i'll I'll scour the internet for one at one point yeah they have Great. to be. I think they're gonna re-release like, uh, but like separately, not as a 3D authors pack. There's no way that they're just gonna say, "Ah, no, we're not gonna sell this anymore." Uh, that would be extremely weird. Um, but uh, Nintendo are really weird. Yeah. So it wouldn't necessarily 100% surprise me. You know, they do weird stuff all the time. So who knows? Okay, uh, I think, yeah, so our favorite Mario game, we agree, is Odyssey, but uh, the game that we are going to review now is actually 3D World and Bowser's Fury, which I guess is the re-release of Mario that came out this year on Switch. Yeah. And it's yeah, which contained, Mario. of course, the... 3D World! 3D World! Yeah, that one, uh, which contains the remaster of 3D World, which was the Wii U game, and... 
the uh, new addition to it, which is Bowser's Fury, which I think we'll get into a bit more, which uh, we both played uh, very recently. And I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I absolutely loved it. Um, it is quite short, but for what it is, I thought it was absolutely amazing. Do you want to go Bowser's Fury first, or we just talk about 3D World? What do you think? Let's, let's, let's start on 3D World, yeah. just yeah. because it's before. But I don't have as much to say on 3D World. I think um, they kind of took the structure of the new Super Mario games um, and made it into a 3D game. Uh, I, I kind of enjoyed 3D Land, the one on, on, on 3DS, a bit more for some reason. Because I, th- I don't know, it was something about having it on handheld that felt really good although i think it's great so you could just well yeah it's technically a handheld but i don't know about you but i never undock my switch Uh, i don't undock my switch and it's mostly because my joy con uh, drifts so i just play with the pro (laughs) controller on the tv so for me it's a home console at this point like i don't i never undock my my switch i play it as a home console Uh, i really like 3d world yeah, uh, and for me, three D World especially was like it was the social aspect that made it fun. So I played the entire game with Joe from start to finish, and I used uh, Sexy Willy's trick of getting infinite lives. <laughs> yeah, because if you don't have infinite lives, this game, like if if you like in- encounter like a difficult obstacle, you yeah. will die. And you have to start all over again because you don't it, have enough lives. So I just yeah. went in and just did the hoo hoo ha ha ho just <laughs> kept going, kept going. It's like, okay, now we're ready. Uh, especially because Joe is not like that was her first platformer, like for real. Yeah. Uh, was uh, oh, not, not platformer, she just played platformers, but her first Mario game was 3D World. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't used to it. So it also made like the some of the accounts like were difficult for her at least so having yeah. infinite lives made it like less stressful i know sure. oh that's not the correct way you're supposed to play the game but i don't give a fuck i play the game as i want because i'm having more fun with infinite lives yeah, so. i also disagree i think the the life system in this game can is just frustrating yeah and it doesn't really add much to the game it just means oh to do this level, you have five tries or whatever, how many lives you have. And if you don't, you have to start from the beginning and the checkpoints don't matter. Yeah. And it kind of like, I don't know, for me, Mario games are about going through the level, having fun, exploring and finding the stars and whatever. But I, you know, when, when the challenge isn't finishing the level, but it becomes how many lives you have, it, it, it kind of takes away from the fun a little yeah. bit for me, which is yeah. why I kind of enjoy it. 3D ones more, the other one. Like, Here's another thing that took from the fun, and it's the fact that we pay for Nintendo Online and it sucks. Oh, it's, yeah. Like, we played together yeah. and we played with like some of our we friends tried. as well. Like, we tried, yeah. And it's horrible. Like, you're, the, the frame rate drops to like under 30, and your characters are just like uh, teleporting yeah. all over the place, well, I, and it's. Under 15. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. it's horrible. Like, it doesn't, the online doesn't work at all. I think you need to get, like, the network adapter and put it for a LAN connection in order to play, like, at a reasonable, uh, like, a reasonable yeah. frame rate, reasonable lag, at least. And especially a game like this, you you, you can't lag in Super Mario. No. You, you, no, if you to- lag, you die. <laughs> Especially this one, because like this one specifically is quite punishing in how much and how easily you can die. 
compared to like to uh, like even to 64 or galaxy or you know spec to odyssey specifically um so yeah i feel like the online is an issue because i really did want to play through the whole game co-op but it 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 was kind of challenging to get through that way because it, it it also kind of hurt my eyes after a while yeah yeah it, it gets emotions sick when things aren't working as intended yeah uh, though when playing with some of our friends like our friend dj for example when we yeah. played with him i realized how bad i was at this game because oh, yeah. that dude was just it was a rocket he was that like, guy's crazy he was just <laughs> running and jumping and flying. I was like, dude, chill, chill. I'm just trying to get this one jump. <laughs> uh, I'm coming, DJ. And just like <laughs> run after him. And yeah, we kept and we kept dying just because yeah. we, were, we, we were stuck at the end, back end of the level. Yeah, because yeah. he was like just running ahead. Yeah. And yeah, I can tell. Pro like, gamer DJ. Pro gamer DJ. Shout out to DJ, man. What a guy. I, I yeah. like DJ. Big oh, yeah. Wolf, wolf. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> for me at least, I think the fun part of Mario is the challenge of going through all of that, and it's like it's just mm -hmm. oozing with style and fun and color, and I think that's what makes it fun. And at the end of the day, it, it's a fucking Nintendo game. Like these games are polished to. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've I don't think I've encountered one bug in one of these games. No. Zero nothing bucks. at all it's so polished polished it's so clean and it's so tight nothing never have i died in 3d world thinking oh wow it's the game's fault no never it's always like whenever i fall down like a pit and die and it says the too <laughs> bad thing like, okay that was my fault oh no <laughs> oh but no <laughs> whatever it is he said <laughs> I always go back and go like, okay, let me try that again. I think I'll figure it out this time. And that for me is like, oh, is great level design. That combined with the levels onto long meter, that mm -hmm. makes it so fun. Like you can go in, like do a level, shut it off, do something else, and come back and do another level. The game doesn't yeah. command too much of your time. And I enjoyed it because sometimes I get tired playing games. I don't know if it's because I'm fucking thirty now and <laughs> or what it is. But sometimes I'm playing a game. It's just like I'm so I'm like I'm so tired. Like I I yeah. I, I can't. I need a break. I need a break. Well, this one like I would do like maybe two or three levels, then sit it down, do something else, and come back to it. Mm -hmm. And that's for me. Well, like between the two, honestly, I enjoyed 3D World more than Bowser's Fury, and I'll get into that why as well. But for me, co-op-wise, what a fun fucking game, and I wished uh, that we were like four people playing. Online, yeah, offline, doesn't so matter, fun. but yeah, four players at once, and the chaos that ensues is so much fun. Uh, yeah. Love finding the three uh, green stars, love finding the stamp, and the stamps are like a fun collectible for me as well, like seeing them show up. Like the yeah. game rewards you regardless, and there's always like that aspect of getting better, like, yeah, getting the three uh, green stars or jumping at the flagpole and grabbing it by the top so you get the gold Mario uh, flags. Yeah. Fun times, like uh, for me. 3D World is the game that I would recommend to someone who hasn't played platformers a lot and wants to give it a shot. I would recommend, like, yeah. when I say platform, I mean, like, this type of platform. Like, if it's Mario in general, <laughs> just, like, go with Odyssey. 
But 3D World yeah. for me is like if you want to like just have a yeah. game that has a bunch of fun levels. And it's not super difficult. Like we make it sound as if it's no. super difficult. Just do the no, winning no, no, trick, no. get infinite lives and Oh no. You yeah. You have if you do the infinite lives trick and just go through the game, like the actual just normal levels aren't that difficult. Then once you unlock the like the secret worlds or the, the bonus worlds, those get really hard. And quite frustrating for me at least like eh, tough to get through tough to get through. yeah I've finished, although they're, they're really fun to play yeah i finished joe and i finished the first world of those like bonus world and i think we were supposed to move on but uh, yeah i don't know what happened <laughs> maybe another time we'll do it yeah odyssey has taken over her life now yeah so. that, that's the thing yeah. she has to go to willie's house in in in, in, in the mexican world right yeah and then he stands <laughs> like this with the maracas and it's uh, <laughs> yeah, just, like he was talking about it was a fun thing. He was a fun uh, thing he was talking about how uh, um, originally with the game like was shown there were some people who were f- offended over Sombrero and Mario, and they removed him from the cover of the game and just put him in swim trunks instead. Yeah, with uh, that place where Sombrero Mario was, and that just makes me insane because, like, okay, you have Sombrero Mario, right? Who's like, oh, yeah. he's a Mexican stereotype. Then you have like regular Mario, who is an Italian yeah, stereotype. Italian. <laughs> then you yeah. go to the beach in Odyssey and you meet like these French snails. Like, this game is like filtered and bred with stereotypes, but they're like, they're so cartoony that no way yeah. anyone would be yeah. offended. Like, they're not offensive in any no. way at all. They're just dumb and fun. They're dumb and fun. Like, they're not offensive. They're not problematic, no. even. Like, it's dumb and fun. It's like, oh, the French snails. Like, there's nothing there to be mad about. No. Um, it, like, hearing that the fact that that happened annoyed me. Like, and it's it's a non issue, though. Like, it annoyed me. It didn't make me angry. Just like, oh, that was annoying. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. It didn't, at least it didn't remove Sobrero Mario. Because Sobrero Mario was. <laughs> fucking cool dude when he has the poncho on come on what a cool little guy does the thing with his uh, arms <laughs> which were which ones were some of your favorite costumes because i i think i i went for uh, samurai mario a lot that was funny i think i should just chef mario i always changed, chef i always changed depending on where i was but i think the night costume was one i was Oh yes, yes. You know, you do that Dark Souls boss fight with giant dragon. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm playing Dark Souls now, and then later you play Sekiro and you're a samurai. I was like, what? (laughs) That's where From Software gets all the inspiration. It's Mario. Speaking of Odyssey, we are moving on now to Bowser's Fury, which I think this is kind of a take that a lot of people have had online, but it it does kind of feel like it's DLC more for for almost more DLC for Odyssey than it is DLC for 3D World, because it's a completely different style of game. Like it takes the basic jumping mechanics of of 3D World, but it puts you in an open world and you have a free camera and you go through like the levels in in the sim in a more in a similar way to to Odyssey more than like. 3D world itself, so it's kind of a strange thing that they chose to do it with that engine rather than the other one. For me, this game is a cross between 3D world and Odyssey because it still has yeah. the 3D world elements with the costume. We didn't even talk about the costumes in 3D world; just realized the power. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'll talk about them here as well. Cat Mario but and I want to I want to tell you, Hugo, how Joe found out that I bought this game. 
because uh, she was like using the okay. TV, so I just undocked the switch. I was like, okay, this game doesn't use the right uh, stick, and that's the one that's drifting, so <laughs> I can play it in handheld mode. So like I yeah. just went inside uh, at a set and bin and played, and I finished the first level, and I was like Cat Mario, and then does the and Mario says meow, and <laughs> so Joe walked in on me, and she said, uh, so did you? Did you buy the game? And she could just hear Mario from my Switch say, Meow. And I just looked at her. I just like had eye contact for a bit. And she, and she just walked off. It's like, no, I don't want anything to do with whatever the fuck that was. Meow. The, yeah, the power-up costume, I really, really love what they do with them. So Cat Mario mm-hmm. obviously is like the main point of the game. Like it's the main power-up, the, the one you use the most with the climbing yeah, and... And Bowser's Fury, by the way. Yeah, and in Bowser's Fury, exactly. And how like they use the climbing mechanic, and I really like that. But moving like some of the other power-ups as well. Is, is, uh, oh, look, the best power of the game is the cherry, first and foremost, where you pick one up and it clones you. Oh, and yes. You pick another one up, and you can like create an army of Mario's or Luigi's or whoever you're playing as. And I was laughing like so much using that power-up because for me, like. The level I had most fun with uh, was the rhythm level. And we played it, I believe we played it online together as well, that specific oh, yeah. level, which was a I fucking was... nightmare online. Offline, fantastic. Online, nightmare. But with the thing, 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 jump with the rhythm. And for me, the, again, that's back to the point of great level design, but also just like having the cherries, getting the secret green stars because you have to have enough Marios, which is way easier mm-hmm. when you're two players because uh, when it says, oh, four, you can be four players. Yeah, you don't have to be four cherry Marios or whatever. Um, yeah. And I liked how it kept using the powers because that's, for me at least, it kept giving variety to the game. Like it wasn't always, oh, uh, jump. <laughs> jump over this, jump over here. It was off like, oh, yeah. if you climb up here, you'll have a vantage point. And then you realize that over there, that there's a green uh, star that you can only get if you climb up as a cat Mario. That for me is so much fun. Like how how big of a role the power-ups play in the game. Yeah. um, Absolutely. And, and obviously cat Mario is the most evident one because I think it's the one that allows you to not break the game, but it allows you to play around with the level design the most. Because the other ones are, are kind of traditional 2D Mario upgrades. Like the They're flower. Fun to play with. Or the boomerang. Yeah, the, the, you know, or... you've got the boomerang and then, then the, the fire flower and that kind of stuff. But yeah. And also, Cat Mario obviously plays a major role in Bowser's Fury as well, because Bowser's Fury is essentially completely cat themed. Yeah. Um, Which yeah. is weird. Okay, so I'm going to start this. Yeah, it's so weird. I'm going to start this by giving you a description, and you're going to tell me which, what game I'm talking about. Okay. Oh. So it's an open world. Uh, it's an open world game. Wait, wait, wait. Let me close. Where? This. Okay. Go. Okay. It's it's an open world game where um, the world has kind of been taken over by this black tar uh, of unknown origin, <laughs> and. Sometimes it starts raining and some tar monsters uh, come out and oh you have god. to fight them. Oh my them. god. That and what scary. you have to do is and you and you act you have to activate some uh, kind of uh, 
not exactly Assassin's Creed Towers, but kind of, to kind of purify the world and, and unite the world, one could say. <laughs> so what game am I talking about? You're talking about both Bowser's Fury and Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's Death Stranding. Like, and it's funny because yeah. when we were playing it, I think at one point I said to Joe, because Joe and I played that together as well. I'll talk about the co-op <laughs> experience in that game because that's way different yeah. than 3D World. It's good. Yeah. But I, I think I said at one point, like, hmm, this game is giving me some Death Stranding vibes right now because of all the, like, black, the, all the black tar. Right, I didn't even think about, like, more so than that. Like, you're right. <laughs> it's Yeah. So we have Dark Souls, we have Sea Hero, now we have Death Stranding. Oh, would you say that this is the second social strand game? Yes, definitely. This is the second. <laughs> because Mario, like if, if you look closely, if Mario is creating a connection with Bowser Jr. in this game. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Bowser Jr. isn't a villain in this one. They're, they're, they're creating the strand and they have to use each other's help in order to defeat yeah. super mega evil Bowser. And Bowser in this game is yeah. scary, dude. Like Kaiju Bowser. Kaiju yeah. Bowser. Where he gets super big and extra mean this time around. And Mario has yeah. to stop him, as always, because that's the plot of Mario. <laughs> so, yeah. So the game, as I said, is it's a DLC for 3D World, because I think it uses the same engine, kind of. But it it feels completely different, because it's yeah. an open world game. You go through these different I- islands, which are kind of different levels. And you kind of, as you as you unlock more stars, which in this game are, I think, cat stars or cat whatever shine. they're called. Cat shines. Yeah, that's yeah. the name. And the more you unlock, the more you kind of purify the world of this black tar. And the goal of the game is to get all the cat shines so you can purify Bowser himself, because you're teaming up with, Bowser's, with Bowser Jr. and going through the world and, and purifying Bowser. But when it starts raining and Bowser shows up in the game, you can unlock these giant uh, cat bells, really. The Giga that, that, that turn you, The Giga Bell that turn you into Kaiju Cat Mario. Super, so Saiyan, basically, Super Saiyan Kaiju uh, Cat Mario. Super Saiyan Kaiju Cat Mario. And, which, and basically, you have this big Kaiju fight between giant Mario and giant Black Tar Bowser. Which is so in cool because you can see the levels still. Like you're running around yeah. in the level, but you're, you're so running around big. Worlds. Yeah, yeah, and it's you're real like, time. Yeah, and you're jumping over the levels, like because you're so big, you're just like jumping over the levels. And yeah. for me, at so least, cool. the way they use, uh, just let's call him Kaiju Bowser, is so yeah. much fun because they do, do yeah. have things like, for example, the so the way you stop him obviously is either you get a uh, catch shine. Which just damages mm-hmm. him, and it's so funny every single time because he kind of just goes and does oh. like and just shrugs and walks away like okay. Or he's just annoyed can, by the light. yeah, he's just annoyed. <laughs> or you can, as you said, grab the Giga Bell and fight him. And every time you beat him, you unlock more of the world. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry. Which like for me at least getting the cat shines was so much fun because you actually use bowser as well because you have like these bowser blocks yeah. it was like one of those things where oh yeah there was a bowser block at that level i'm gonna go back and i really liked how every single level changed every time you beat bowser because when you came back you're like oh now yeah. there are more monsters here that you have to be careful of 
but also there are new challenges there are new catch eyes that you can get mm-hmm. and for me it's like it really grabs a lot of the things that worked uh, worked in 3D World. For example, oh, I forgot like that Loch Ness monster kind of thing. Oh, I forgot its name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lissy? That Lissy, guy. right? Lissy. Lissy, Lissy? Yeah. Lissy? I don't know. What it's called, I but... think it's called Lissy. Yeah. But Lissy yeah. for me at least was one of the like it was so fun just like jumping onto Lissy and just flying away trying running to... around running yeah. around the world, being like, Oh, what's that over there? And you're going, Oh, catch on and doing like a good, yeah. And for me, like some of the structure and how like few catch eyes there is and how it works works better for me than it did in Odyssey, for example. Like that was oh, the yeah. part for me that works better because it's very clear what you're supposed to do most of the time. It's like, oh, here's a new challenge. You have to press yeah, the that- thing, go through the thing. It's not like going to New Dark City and talking to a guy for an hour. He keeps talking about he's lonely. And uh, then by accident, you land on the bench. You're like, oh, you can sit on benches in this game? That was me 50 <laughs> hours in, by the way. It was by accident I found that move. And Same. It was like, it never felt gimmicky. Yeah. There's only, there's only, the game is quite short. Because I, I complete, I got all of the cat shines. Yeah, I haven't done that I yet. Think I did, yeah, I've, I've got all of them. And I think I, I played it for seven hours. Not more than that. So the game is quite short. Yeah, it kind of feels like one of the Odyssey levels. Um, but what's fun about it is that it's not just one big level, but it's like several different levels. Yeah. in this little open world, and those that you levels feel like 3D world. The levels that you run around, it do, they do. Yeah, they you do have a free like... camera. Yeah, but they do feel more like 3D world levels than Odyssey levels. Yeah. Uh, but what's fun about it is that there's only a hundred cat shines and. All of them have like a specific challenge tied to them. So in the world, you'll find when you're riding the, the Loch Ness Monster, Lessie or whatever he's called, um, you, you, can, uh, you can find a circle in the world. And if you go through that circle, it, it starts like a, a, a race that you have yeah. to do. Like you have 20 seconds to get to this side, the other side of the map using these new ramps that you have to jump through to get to the cat shine and it, it's constantly rewarding everything that you do like anything anytime you see something new or like oh that could be a challenge you go there and there is a challenge and you're going to get a cat shine at the end so it's constantly rewarding you for exploring and trying to do stuff um and yeah and all the levels are to me were really cool i like the fact that once you enter a new island there's a new piece of music that starts because there's a general music that you have when you're kind of just in the open world. But in, when you enter an island, the music for that island specifically begins. And and yeah, I don't know. It was it was so much fun to go through this game, for me at least. Yeah, and that's how I felt. But I wanted to ask you as well, like, okay, so there's the Bowser Jr. element. How does it work mm-hmm. when you're playing single player? Uh, single player, you you can either not use, you can choose like in the settings how much he'll help you. And I chose to have him not help. I just played the game as Mario the whole time, and it was basically like a, just a regular single-player Mario. Because, um, like, yeah, I've, I don't really know how it works if you let him help you. And there are some moments where you have to send him over with his brush to uh, look at a um, question mark. Yeah, and he'll and, like, like, and, yeah. and that you just do by pressing R. 
and it, a little one of those things that you use in Galaxy as well, like a little round thing appears on the screen and you just point it in the direction and you make him do it. But other than that, I, he he isn't really much of a part of the game if you just play single player. Yeah, because I played that with Joe as well. And with the free yeah. camera, oh boy, this, this game isn't made for co-op. But no, she, she it was, doesn't feel No, but she didn't have an issue with it because uh, she mm-hmm. was like, oh, no, I'll just fly around and help you then. And mm-hmm. so she would just like fly fly around and beat Goombas and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, he's invincible. Like, he can't die at all. Yeah. So, it would, like, it was like basically first place basically making the game super duper easy because I just had Jill <laughs> flying in and hitting enemies. And she could, and she can grab like uh, the cat shine shards, but not the cat shines. The cat shine, okay. it has to be Mario that grabs them. But the shards that I have to find, sometimes if there was a shot that was too difficult, she would just go up and be like, okay, I'll, I'll grab it for you then. And yeah. She can control the camera as well, but uh, we quickly agreed that maybe I should control the camera since... Yeah, it would be a mess. Yeah, it would be a mess. But we did have fun. I could never recommend this as a co-op experience, though, unless no. someone else will also have fun flying around uh, as and Bowser Jr. Yeah, it's it not feels like the person who's yeah, it feels like the person who's playing Bowser Jr. is kind of the same as the person who would play as Cappy in Odyssey. Exactly. Uh, and that's how it is. Exactly. Which is kind of like, I don't know, it it does feel like they had to put a co-op element to it just because 3D World had it. But this is really a single-player game, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Unlike, because 3D World is co-op. And that's, yeah. for me, the fun way of playing the game as well. For me, at, at mm-hmm. least. I know some people are just no, like, no, no. Oh, I want to be beat it 100%. Sorry, I, I got the I hiccups think, yeah, again. <laughs> I think the co-op is the best way to play 3D, 3D World, but single player is probably... Well, I mean, if you have someone who was just, just wants to hang out, you can play this co-op, but it doesn't really add or take away from the oh, game. In, yeah, in, in it does. It's just kind of there. Um, yeah, an issue... I think an issue I've seen a lot of people have with the game is that it is it is pretty easy. Uh, I finished it. Bowser's Fury, yeah. yeah. Bowser's Fury. I finished it and I I don't know, I died three or four times throughout the whole game and, you know, it it wasn't really very challenging, especially because like the way um, upgrades work here, uh, you, you kind of get so many of them and you have a you can, you can retain them, you can get there's five different types, I think, and you can have five of each on you all the time and you can choose pick and choose which ones to use um which make it fun in the world to just mess around and like oh i'm i'm gonna need uh you know fire mario here so i'm mm-hmm. gonna pick the flower or i'm gonna need cat mario here so i'm gonna pick the bell um but it does make the game pretty easy at least for me um so i think a little bit more of a challenge at least that at least in like after you've beaten bowser completely the first time like finishing up the rest of the world or at least or something like unlocking an extra you know more challenging final level would be fun but again considering they just kind of gave us this game uh in you know if if nintendo were to just make a 3d world uh, remaster you would still be paying full price yeah. for it so they just kind of put this seven hour game on top of it and i'm you know i can't be too mad about it no. And I do agree, it is very easy, specifically also it's because scary. of the upgrades, like how you can just quickly pop one in and you're like, oh, I'm at full health yeah. again. Yeah. 
kind of wish it was a bit more difficult sometimes, but at the end of the day, I had fun playing it, and that's the thing. So for, for me, it's the exploration mm -hmm. part that's fun, but I do get why some people might be turned off by it, because they're mm -hmm. like, yeah, this is way too easy. But again, this is, yeah, the, the reason why I like this is the same as Odyssey, because I, I really enjoy the open space and just exploring at my pace and choosing which challenge to do and not do and then just kind of just kind of fuck around and, and be Mario running around uh, this world for a bit. Because I think what what's incredible about all Mario games is is like they're kind of the definition of great game feel. Like mm. just just locomotion feels so good. Doing anything as Mario moving around just feels so amazing. Yeah. That I think the more open structure allows you to just mess around with the mechanics a little bit more and, and just have fun walking around and doing little challenges and stuff. So I think that's the reason why I personally gravitate towards the more open ended yeah. Mario games. And I feel like that's the same thing for me as well, that the more open ended Mario games because again it feels good to play and it's fun yeah. to explore i think that's why i also gravitate towards more that rather than the level based mm -hmm. ones where it is more of the challenge it's still fun yeah but it's still it's the exploration i think so much fun, fun. It's it's actually, especially fun. with 3d world in the co-op mode but yeah the exploration for me personally when i'm playing by myself the exploration side is is the most uh fun bit um, so yeah, I think that was our review for Bowser's Fury in 3D World, and we kind of gave a little eulogy to yeah. our beloved, uh, but unfortunately gone, lovely Mario. I hope Hopefully they put Mario they can... in Smash, by the way. That could be cool. Yeah, 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 that'd be fun. Like, if they resuscitate him and they put zombie Mario in Smash, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. do that. <laughs> okay, so as a final little thing, um, I just want to just want to have your thoughts on what do you think the future uh, holds for the Mario series? I know he's dead, but he'll have to come back eventually. You know, it's like anime. No character is ever dead. I mean, he is kind Quite of the Jesus of video games because Mario saved video games. So, yeah. And now he died he for his sins and he's going to come back. Yeah, uh, it's Easter, he so he's going to rise soon, if I had to guess. Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. tomorrow yeah. Mario's gonna rise again. Um, no, for real. Um, I think we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see like a sequel to Odyssey. If I had to guess, they hmm. they have the mechanics. They they have like the engine. They have everything. That seems to be like the most logical way of doing it. Because um, having a new Switch will make no sense to me in the right now because the switch is like mm. selling like hotcakes still so yeah. i would be surprised if they didn't like do a sequel to odyssey kind of like how they're doing a sequel to breath of the wild and yeah. just like reusing the mechanics and reusing the engine yeah. what is the thing here because it works like there's no reason to make something um, new if you know what i mean and by I new i mean like... like new new yeah, yeah 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 and i feel like people are kind of clamoring for it because i think as soon as the game came out, everyone was saying, oh, we need DLC. Please give us a new, a few new worlds. Why didn't you give us a few new worlds? And I think you're right. I think the reason might be that they were already starting work on a sequel. I think it's kind of interesting that we haven't 
heard any concrete uh, rumors or haven't had an announcement about it. Because at this point, it's been three and a half years. Um, you know, they've already announced the sequel to Breath of the Wild, uh, which, at least in my mind, feels like it, it's a even larger game. So, like, right. I'm not sure if it takes more to develop a Mario game or a Zelda game, but because both require so much polish, because Nintendo only puts out these games specifically if they're absolutely perfect. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think if if there is a Mario sequel in the works, I, I think we should be hearing about it relatively soon because it's been a while. Um, especially as you said, if they're just doing Odyssey two and reusing the engine stuff, so they're not like completely reinventing uh, the game again, um, you know, like for example, Galaxy came out. I think Galaxy Two came out only two years after Galaxy. Yeah, it's it been, wasn't what it was yeah, seventeen. It's been, that uh, it was October seventeen. So yeah, it's been three and a half years. It's been That's a long, a long time. time for you know, yeah. Mario game. Yeah, because yeah. I always just assumed that Odyssey was originally developed for the Wii U. And we'll never like, know again. I'm just guessing. Like I was assumed that was always developed that probably halfway through they were like, Yeah, we make a new console, so let's throw yeah, it on the let's switch. Pivot. Let's pivot because yeah. we know for sure Breath of the Wild was made with the Wii U in mind. It wasn't made with the Switch in mind. And then when yeah. they were like Yeah, because when you see like those early footage of Breath of the Wild, they always talk about how oh you can use the map on the Wii U gamepad and you can press here and then it marks yeah. it there. Which is very cool, except it's not in the full game because they yeah. pivoted towards the Switch by the end. Oh, I really and also like... nobody wants to play on the Wii U. Sorry. Oh no, so I'm sorry, but nobody wants to play on the Wii U. Like I played Breath of the Wild like on the Wii U first. I know, but like, come on, the Switch is su such oh, a yeah, great, yeah. great console. Yeah, Switch way better, and also enjoyed yeah. Breath of the Wild way more on Switch. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I really hope that's what they're going for. And if not, I actually want to see them do some more 2D Mario stuff, actually. And yeah. Like some new stuff, because I really want to get into it. So that as well. It's been so long since we had a mainline 2D Mario game. Because yeah, like, that one was New even Super Mario Brothers. New Super Mario Wii U. Yeah. Which released was... on the Switch as well because yeah, it was really on Switch, but it was it's still you know it's quite a long time ago. It's yeah. it's it's weird that we haven't seen. I hope okay. Here's what I hope with 2D. I think they've been doing the same game for too long, like since the D since the new series with because like the jump from Super Mario Bros. One, then Super Mario Three, then Super Mario World, and then New Super Mario. All of those were very different. They had a different art style. You know, a different kind of a different similar structure, but not exactly the same. But with the new series has kind of been a bit samey all the way through. And I kind of hope that the next one has a new take. It's so like at least like change up the art style a little hmm. bit. I don't know if you agree with that. I, I agree. I, yeah, you know what? I agree. And mostly because also with the Switch being mm. right now being this uh, Wii U port machine almost at this point uh, and there hasn't been like, yeah. something new I really for a while they, yeah. for a while at least yeah I really hope they do something that's like oh this is the switch look of uh, of Mario this 2D Mario 2D Mario this is how 2D Mario will work on the switch that would be cool for me at least if they started focusing on that because I don't want to play something like I don't know Mario Maker for example that's 
yeah, was, was. I've played that. It was fine. I've I've seen I don't know. people. I, I've seen I want some Nintendo to make my levels. <laughs> yeah, not I some randos. That's, the, yeah. <laughs> not some random that's uh, who are like sadists. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it wasn't really for me. Yeah, like for me um, it was like it was like it just seemed scary. Honestly, that's why I never played Mario Waker because I just looked at it was like yeah. This this seems too hardcore for me. Um, there are problems with easy levels, is, but I think Mario Maker is more fun to watch than it is to play. Hmm. Like I have so much fun watching like crazy levels of Mario Maker make from people who know actually to how to actually play that game yeah. properly, like yeah, proper same. pro Mario players. Yeah, um, same. But I would never be able to get into it that much, so it wasn't. It wouldn't be worth it for me personally so yeah i think we 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 did our mario episode um let us know what you thought uh and i i'm pretty sure that could be the end what uh do you have anything else to say about mario not about mario but there's a mosquito on my second monitor so that's why i keep looking for the sound <laughs> like oh, i wanna get rid of it okay uh, finish the show because yeah. joe is gonna uh, try and kill it, it now cool uh kill Kill it uh, in the same way that uh, Nintendo killed Mario. Uh, rest in peace, uh, our king. Uh, we love him. Uh, hopefully he can uh, come back as a zombie, as we said. Um, so yeah, uh, that was episode three of the I'm So Tired podcast. And please follow us uh, on Twitter at IDBuy and at Hugo underscore Pinai. Um, you can find the podcast on YouTube, on IDBuy, uh YouTube. He doesn't really, we don't have a link yet, but it, it's his YouTube channel. It's the same name as the Twitch. Uh, if you want to watch us record live, you can. He's swatting the. I'm doing the outro, and I'm seeing him swat this mosquito <laughs> or whatever. This is this is really distracting. Uh, I'm just seeing him play with his arms around. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, if you if you want to watch us record live, you can watch at Twitch.tv/idubai, and the audio version of the podcast uh, is out on all major you know, podcast platforms it's on apple on you know uh, google stop laughing it's on google it's on spotify you know and you can find all the links at anchor.fm at, uh slash <laughs> i'm so tired <laughs> <You're cute. laughs> bye everyone that's bye. the end of the episode bye oh. Oh. kill the recording <laughs>